Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. John, how can I help you? Hello. I've got a uh, 3,000 square foot house. Got some tall, uh, tall attic in there. I'm thinking of retrofitting it with the foam. Had a contractor shoot me a price for about $9,000. And I know that's going to take, even if I save a uh, hundred or so a month, that's going to take a while to pay back. Is that something I want to look at doing? Is it a good idea or am I better off with uh, just adding some blown in insulation in it? If you're looking at doing it to save money, you will right. never save enough to offset that cost. Okay. That's so, a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. And so truthfully, yeah, if you just added more, how much insulation you have now? Oh, uh, it's it's. I got two by six and rafters, and it's uh, well above that. So maybe I've got a foot of insulation. So okay, uh, our recommended insulation is gonna is typically something in the neighborhood of fifteen, sixteen inches. Okay, and that's gonna get you up to like a R forty nine range. At okay. twelve inches, you're at R thirty eight. Okay. Well, once you get beyond that. The savings are just virtually nil. Okay. And um, to blow in more insulation on top of what you have, uh, you're talking hundreds, not thousands. Right. I could do that myself. Exactly. But uh, is the $9,000 price in line? Waco is a hot real estate market. It's hard to even get contractors. Is it a? Is that a, a real high price just because of the way things are now? It just seemed like that was a lot for a three-day job. No, it's not. Uh no. Uh, the foam insulation is very expensive. The material itself is expensive, but what really eats up the cost is the maintenance of the equipment that you use for it. The okay. guns are always having to be rebuilt. The, you know, the heaters for the lines, er everything is, is just expensive in running that equipment. Okay. Uh, so that that's really where the big bulk of the cost goes. Okay. But it, I mean, and also besides like cost savings, you still got you're not running air conditioner as much. Maybe it would last longer, but that maybe falls out of that equation, I guess. Well, the reason it falls out is whether you're using fiberglass insulation or the foam insulation. Right. R R forty nine is R forty nine. I gotcha. There, there won't be any difference in the in the savings on the AC. Okay, I hadn't thought of it that way. All right, sounds good. I'm going to give that some more thought then. I appreciate the information. Have a you great bet. day. Take care, John. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's what you got to look at is what is my payback? What is the reason I'm doing this? And, you know, I love foam insulation in the walls. Don't get me wrong. Inch for inch, it gives you the highest R value available. That's the reason I love it in the walls because you got two by four walls. You put foam in there. You got a great insulated wall. Helps with soundproofing, all that kind of stuff. I don't like encapsulating the whole house because a house needs to breathe. And retrofitting the attic with foam, unless you were telling me, you know, and this is where I thought we were going to be going with this conversation, getting ready to build that attic into living space, absolutely foam would have been the way to go between the ceiling and the roof. Because, again, inch for inch, highest R value. But if you got a standard attic and you got room to put insulation in it, stick with the fiberglass. You'll be much better off money-wise. Corey N. Keller, how can I help you? Hey, Jim, how are you? Wonderful. 
uh, question for you. We are um, thinking about putting some luxury vinyl plank uh, in a rental property of ours. Okay. Uh, we've heard it recommended multiple times, and I just wanted to kind of get your take on it. Um, the property is not expensive enough to put in, uh, you know, hardwoods or engineered uh, tile is great, but it's hard to keep the grout clean, and laminate can break uh, and chip up and peel. So, was wondering your thoughts on luxury vinyl planks. I have it in two offices. Uh, I have it in my Houston office and here in my Dallas office, and we're. I mean, I'm working in mud all day and my guys come in and out going to the restroom there and stuff it cleans up easy extremely durable make sure you get the higher end stuff because the cheap ones the the uh the, the cheap ones have a clear finish on it that'll peel off but the uh, okay. higher end ones extremely durable i i've had a lot of good luck with it Okay, and uh, is there a certain um, a millimeter, you know, thickness above that I should get, or? No, uh, when, when you go and start looking at them, it, it becomes real obvious what's a cheap one and what's a an expensive one. The expensive ones, they look better, and yes, they're going to cost a little bit more, but it's, it's well worth it. Okay, and then last question, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Glue down or the click lock? If you're going to go with the vinyl planks, glue down. And uh, you can go over to Floor and Decor. They carry a huge assortment of them that you can look at. Okay. Do they also have contractors there that they can recommend for installation? Yes. Okay. I'll head on over there. Okie doke. Take care. Bye. Take care. JW, how can I help you? Well, hello. Hello. Uh, I really appreciate your show. I've learned a lot over the years by listening to the things that you do. Uh, You know, around here we, we have these hail storms. Oh, yeah. Occasionally, occasionally we have to have a replacement. What is the maximum number of layers on a, on a roof if, if you have to have hell replacement? No, I'm, I'm sorry, a shingle replacement after a hell storm. Well, in most municipalities, they only allow you to do one overlay. One and overlay? Yeah, that, that's in most municipalities. That's city codes. However, I was—I actually had lunch with uh, a roofer earlier this week down in Houston, a uh, buddy of mine that I've known for years, and he was telling me he got out to a house and it had eight layers on it. They couldn't believe it when they started stripping it. But technically, one layer, because what you have to remember is your roof is only built to withstand so much weight. Yes. And when you're using regular shingles, they're 220 pounds per square, which is a 10 by 10 area. So every time you add another layer of regular shingles, you're adding another 220 pounds per 10-foot area on your roof. Okay. And I have a couple other questions, too. Go ahead. Nails or staples? No staples. Staples don't meet code in most places anymore. Okay. And then years ago when we were having the people come out and go into your attic and spray the aluminum stuff yeah. on your decking. Uh, someone had mentioned to me, by the time you put uh, X number sh- uh, layers or replacement, that you have to have that done again. Are you familiar with that? Well, what they're making the assumption is every time they're driving a nail through, they're splintering the plywood a little bit. Yes. Uh, you can easily go and look underneath and see if it's happening. My experience is no, that's not the case. 
but there are some plywoods that do splinter more than others. Mm-hmm. And so it can happen, but uh, in most cases, no, it's not an issue. Okay, last question. If if it appears that you do need to have it done, would it be best, and I know it would be more expensive, to replace the decking with the aluminum that's already attached to it? Only if you're going to have to replace your decking anyways. Okay. If you're going to replace the decking anyways, go with the aluminum. Uh, I did on my house. I When I bought my house 15 years ago, uh, it had a shingle roof on it, but under it was uh, cedar shake. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have my house for two months, and I had a big hailstorm. I had to replace the roof. And so I stripped it down, to put new decking on, and I did put the foil decking down. But in general, unless you have got to replace the the decking, don't don't go through that expense. It's cheaper to just have the foil put underneath. Well, if you have to replace part of the decking, would you recommend putting the replacement with the aluminum foil for that portion? You know, for the cost difference, yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hello, Julie. How can I help you today? Hi, Jim. I was wondering, when we built our home, and it's a slab foundation, we had put wood in some rooms and tile in the other, and we've been thinking about just doing one flooring throughout the home, and I'm wondering, can you tile over wood, or can you put wood over tile so we don't have to tear everything up and start afresh? The answer is yes, you can. Um but what you have to look at, and, and I'm not there to look at, at your home, the original floors that are in right now, is the wood higher than the tile or at the, the same elevations? They're about the same elevation. We do have like those transition pieces, but right. pretty much they're the same elevation. And see, if, if you start uh, going over one of the products, then you're going to have a lip. Right. And okay. so... Typically, what you end up doing is removing one or the other. I would tell you, I if it was me, I would probably look at removing the tile in the areas that you, rather than the wood. Okay. And and, uh, and that's only because wood gives you a richer look and keeps added value to the house versus tile. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That really helps. Alrighty. Take care, Julie. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And just for everybody listening, I mean, I want you to think about it. When you go in to buy a home, what looks more friendly, richer, and uh, just gives you a warmer feeling? It's typically not tile. Now, you can get tile that looks like wood, and that, that will give you that effect. But real wood, nothing stands out like that real wood does. Uh, One cautionary note that I I put out to everybody, you don't use wood in the kitchen and you don't use wood in the bathroom. And I know people will tell me, oh yes, I've got it and I've had it for years, blah, blah, blah. The minute you have a leak, your wood is ruined. If you use your dishwasher a lot, it blows steam out. It will ruin the wood in front of the dishwasher. Uh, I just don't recommend wood in wet areas. But some people do get away with it. Just depends on your uh, lifestyle style and how much cooking and and different things you do at the house. Ron and Conroe, how are you? Hey Jim, how you doing? Wonderful. 
Outstanding. Say, I got a quick question for you. Um, I've been doing a little bit of research on um, taking mold off of my um, gutters and back porch, um, which doesn't get a lot of rain. Uh-huh. And I wondered if it would be better to use something that is not bleach-based to especially do um, underneath my back porch where it's not going to get a, you know, rain to wash it off. Whatever product I use, I mean, I've, I've looked at bleach, and I'm afraid if I use bleach, it may stain underneath uh, the porch, and I don't want to use a pressure washer because, you know, who knows, it may take the paint off, and I don't want to paint. Yeah. And the the mold that you're seeing, is it just surface stuff? Yeah, pretty much. It's just a black, it's a black mold. Okay. There's a product called, uh, there's two products I'll, I'll tell you you can check on. Wet and Forget and Spray and Forget. Okay. They're both an enzyme-based product that you can spray on there that are designed to eat up those molds and mildews. Okay. And uh, then you just, you don't have to worry about it after that. Okay, now, I've seen that, I've seen that Wet and Forget, and I didn't know if that's the best thing, or I mean, how about just, Going and getting straight bleach. Well, not straight bleach, but, um, you know. Well, here's the difference. If you use a, a bleach, right. yes, it'll, it'll kill it today, and it grows right back. When okay. you use one of these enzymes, it eats it up. And not saying it won't ever come back, but it buys you a whole lot more time between having to do something with it. Okay. Okay, and um, as far as, like, say, spraying it, well, wherever you do, do you have to scrub it, or nope. you just spray it on and let it just go? And spray how, it on. How well does it clean up if you say use a product like Wet and Forget? Just you for spray example. it on and and uh, literally leave it there. It'll it'll dissipate on its own, and you don't have to worry about it. Huh? Okay. Is there where where do you get that? Uh, surprisingly enough, you'll find it at uh, the. A lot of hardware stores in the gardening department, including okay. box stores. Uh, but any any uh, nurseries and places like that carry it because it's used a lot of times even on plants to eat away the molds and stuff that get onto plants. Okay, well, and molds. All right, that was going to be my next question. Is it harmful to plants or do I no. have to worry about spraying them off? Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot milder on your paint and stuff as well than bleach will. Okay. All right, well, perfect. You answered my question. Alrighty, we're right. on you. You have a good one. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cheryl, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, man. I'm so excited. I just accidentally was channel surfing and found you. Oh well, I'm <laughs> glad you did. Yes, me too. Um, I have a little issue, and I hope it's appropriate to ask. Um, I have a little 1,000 uh, square foot condo on the second story uh-huh. with um, cathedral ceilings in one room, but regular ceilings and all the rest. And um, the AC went out, but I wasn't living there, and so I didn't worry about it. So it didn't have an AC in Houston for about a year, so it was very, very hot, obviously. And um, humid. Huh? And humid. Oh, my gosh, yes. With therein lies the problem. So I went ahead and found someone, called around and found someone who was way cheaper than everybody else and got a two-ton train put in and um that was the same size or i don't know the right word but the same capacity whatever as the previous one 
And um, a couple of days after they put it in, it started getting really, really humid. Like it appeared more humid than before. But that could be a misperception because it was cool. It was just very, very humid. Yes. And But it wasn't humid the first day, the second day. It took like three days. So they came back a week later and said, okay, we should have put in a new thermostat. That's a super old one. They put in a new thermostat. We talked about the humidity. And um, they didn't want it to freeze up, so they just told me to kind of titrate it down. And so I did that, and it got to 50% humidity from a 70 um, within the same day. So yay. But then three days later, it got up to 70% humidity again. And they're saying that's just because it was raining so hard. But that doesn't, 70% seems crazy high. It is. Okay, so what could possibly be wrong? The Did they do a load calculation before putting this in? Doubtful. Okay. So. What's a load calculation? Load calculation is where they actually put the size of the unit what windows it has, what insulation it has, uh, if it has radiant barriers, what way everything faces. All this goes into a computer program, which every AC person is supposed to be using before they install a new system, and it recalculates what size system should be in that home. And huh. the reason that's so critical, I'll bet your system, when it comes on, runs for probably five minutes or so and then shuts off again? Yes. It's not running it, long enough to de- long. yeah yeah it's not running long enough to dehumidify. But why? I mean, if it's the same size as the previous one. Well, how old was the previous one? The, it was original to the condo, so like mid sixties. Yeah, and I'd never had a problem with it until it just stopped. Yep, it didn't and, stop. It leaked, and and everybody but, said, yeah, that's too old for us to want to work on that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. typically once a unit hits, say. 12 to 15 years when it when it dies when it quits and you got to uh-huh. do something to it it's time for a new one so the 58 uh, years is pretty good oh yeah that was that's unbelievable i i thought i had an old one at my house it made 30 years so wow uh, your unit was probably a two-series unit that ran almost all the time to keep that house or to keep that unit cool that new unit is so efficient that uh-huh. it's on, it drops the temperature, and it's off again. And it's just plain not running long enough to dehumidify. Now, there should be some things they can do to tweak it as far okay. as fan speeds and stuff like that to okay. to help with uh, the run time in order okay. to uh, help dehumidify. Okay. But they're going to have to come out and, and do some changing on it to make that happen. But- so what I would do is call back your guy... Uh-huh. Ask him if he did the load calculations. If he did, I know he didn't because he never asked get, me. Yeah, yeah. Let's get one done. Well, he didn't. He really doesn't have to ask you to do that. that but that's he something. didn't see the place until he showed up to install it. Oh no! Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, no, that that's a big no no. <laughs> he just asked me some numbers off of the old um, machine. Yeah, and okay. and that's that's what the, in the industry we call the beer can guy. He. Uh, Okay. Well, that's what you had before. Let's uh, go ahead and put that in again. He's but being... you know, everybody did that over the phone. Yeah, when I but was they. Calling. Sh- well, they can give you a rough idea, but and and on a small unit that way, uh huh. You, you they can give you a rough idea, but before they put one in, they need to do that load calculation. Okay. Codes have changed where that has to be done. 
Uh, are you within the city limits of Houston? Yes, sir. Did they pull a permit? No, sir. Yeah. That's why they didn't buy. See, when they shortcut on load calculations, they shortcut on the other stuff as well. Oh, my. He's a real nice guy, and he said he's more than happy to come out. And he finally just said, look, now, I don't Cheryl, know what else to do. I will all pay nice for guys someone want, else to come out. Yeah, all nice guys want your money. <laughs> well, but I thought it was a little <laughs> above and beyond that he said, look, if you want to call someone else out, I'll pay for the consult. And then just have them call me and tell me what needs to be done. Yeah, I, I'll do it. I really don't think this is going to be a major problem. Uh, okay. I think what he's going to have to do is just adjust the, the the unit some so that it stays running longer, and that'll drop your humidity levels. And how do I tell him how to do that? Because he doesn't seem to know. I'll tell you what. If you'll call my office okay. at uh, Do West Air Conditioning, 713-475-0004. Okay. Uh, Gary, ask for Gary, and he can uh, help you out with that. Thank you so much. Awesome you're show. welcome. Thank you, Cheryl. And you're awesome. Okay, bye bye, sir. Bye bye, Jack. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, yeah, I, uh, I'm an engineer, and you had a, somebody who wanted to know about the sound transmission through windows. And yes, uh, the answer uh, that I think you, you gave was to increase the airspace, but. That is not as important as having dissimilar thickness glass. If you have one-eighth inch glasses, three-sixteenths or whatever, and the very best is laminated glass on the exterior, which would be about a quarter of an inch. Now, that doesn't vibrate at all, so it doesn't give any sympathetic vibration to the interior glass. But if both the inside and the outside glass are the same thickness, if the uh, neighbor turns on the leaf blower, the outside glass will start the vibration in sympathy with harmonize. Yes. But it also then will conduct that same vibration to the interior glass if it's the same thickness. But if it's different thicknesses, the outer pane will not vibrate quite as much in response to that leaf blower. So it doesn't have the impulse to transmit across the airspace to the inner glass. Mm -hmm. So the windows that are made in the Midwest, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa, which are typically vinyl windows or wood windows or wood glass, they always test their windows for what's called sound transmission coefficient or STC rating. The windows that are made locally, they do not necessarily test for STC rating nor do they test for air infiltration rate. So the sound can come in based on air infiltration rate or the sympathetic vibrations through the glass. Well, the air infiltration well, rate is now regulated. No, it's not, but it should be published, and it's not. Well, it didn't used to be. But well, when, they st when they changed the new energy code standards, all the windows in the country had to step up to those new codes. And they include air infiltration rate? I, be I believe they do at this point. They didn't prior, but in, in the last few years, that's been added into it. I don't know of any windows made locally that have air infiltration rate testing on them. And I'm in the window business. Okay. Urban. Okay. And I was on the, uh, the noise abatement for the runways at the DFW airport, and we had all kinds of tests and People like from Bose, sound engineers, and everybody else 
worry, uh, concerned about the sound from that new uh, runway that went uh, down through Irving. So they did a couple of houses and they soundproofed them. Then they found the biggest problem was the uh, penetrations through the roof to the inner walls, like from a vent pipe from the plumbing or from a, uh, a maybe a vent hood. Uh-huh. They were they were like uh, all ahead one third. It's like a, a speaker from, on a ship. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of times there's nothing in there to stop the sound traveling. Okay, so what we did, we went from a metal pipe to a bigger diameter PVC pipe and then back to a metal pipe that acted like the muffler. Okay. So how long ago did you do this? Just before they did the runway. I can't remember when they did that, but they bought up a bunch of land there in Irving around Esther's Road and what have you. There was a a southeast to northwest runway mm-hmm. that they had a they had a get approval from everybody and they bought the houses so they they paid people to sign off for um, that they would accept the noise from that runway and they bought some houses outright and tore them down but oh that's got to be ten fifteen years ago now. Yeah. Well, Jack, I got to let you go because I got to take a a break. We will talk to you again later. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast. Now, I would love your help. If you enjoy listening to Texas Home Improvement anytime you want, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or elsewhere, leave an honest review and rating that lets others know about the show. We want your feedback. Let me know what you find beneficial and how we can make the super podcast even more, well, super. Help us reach more people and grow the show in Texas and beyond. Please visit iTunes or wherever you listen and leave us a review. And and that's the part that most people forget. It's not just the cost of the material to come out. You know, when you're building something like this, you got to drive out to that site every day. The fuel costs money. Uh, you've got to pay the workers for the drive time. It costs money. Going to pull the permits, you got to do the drawings for it. Uh, you've got to stand in line or drop it off, pick it up, all these kind of things. It all starts adding up. Um, I've got a project down in, in my Houston office that we have been working on the permit, no joke, for f- three months. By the time the engineers did everything, uh, now, this is a house raising where we're raising a, a house up out of floodwaters, you know, to keep it from flooding what happened during Harvey down there. But the engineering, going to pull the permit and all the other stuff, we got three months into it, thousands of dollars, and we haven't even turned a shovel yet. And uh, even if it's a small project, the the permit fees alone can be anywhere from a really small project, 35 bucks, but most permits you're looking at 100, 200 for just a small project. Most cities charge based on the cost of the project. And so the, the more expensive the project, the more expensive the permit becomes. Uh, but just the the getting all the materials and coordinating everything, it all takes time and time is money when it comes to being a contractor. A couple things you want to check on when you're hiring a contractor, make sure they carry general liability insurance. 
have the insurance company send you a certificate. Do not accept it from the builder. I personally want my contractors to carry workers' comp as well. So there's no issues if somebody does happen to get hurt on the job. Uh, and then beyond that, check how long they've been in business under that name. So often contractors will try to tell you how many years experience they have. You know, I had a, a guy that I was using on a project doing some rock work. And he kept telling me he's got 15 years experience on the rock work. And I finally had to tell him, I don't, I don't want to hear about your experience anymore. I got 40 years experience with the same company that my family owns. This is the way you're going to do it. I want the project done right. And sometimes you have to tell contractors that because it's not always the guy who owns the company who's trying to shortcut it. It's sometimes the workers. So don't just turn it loose and think you're done with it. You do have to watch what's going on. And if you have questions, ask them. Don't be a butt about it. It's a simple question. Uh, you know, and, and you don't need to get ornery with the contractor because that can affect how they work for you. But simply ask nicely, hey, what's going on here? Can, can we maybe, if you want something changed a little bit, can we do it this way so that five years from now when you want to do something different or whatever, or you got a certain look you want, it's done that way. Anyways, be nice with your contractors. I know they're not always the nicest with you, but... What goes around comes around, and treat them the way you want to be treated. Sheds by firemen. This is a great example. These guys are firemen. They do quality work day in, day out. They're trying to save our homes, and when they're on their off time, they're building sheds. They're building uh, uh, patio covers and things like that. These guys do quality work. They understand the quality of workmanship. That's why they give you a five-year warranty on their sheds that they build. 469-671-7433. If you're looking for a custom-built, on-site shed, call Sheds by Fireman. 469-671-7433. I want to talk to you about Undevilla for a minute here because this is the roof I have on my home, the Undevilla roof. It is gorgeous, and truly, if you want to set your house apart... Undo Villa is the roof you need to take a look at. Go to THIPro.com, click on the link to Undo Villa. It is a three-dimensional roof, and it withstands winds in excess of 200 miles an hour. 844-371-2345, Undo Villa. It is a gorgeous, durable roof. When working at a growing business, you wear many hats. The new business hat, the buying toner for the copy machine hat, the sifting through tons of resumes hat. You can throw away that last hat thanks to Indeed.com. When posting your job, Indeed lets you add screener questions that give you a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. So go ahead, dust off that extra-long lunch hat. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. The all-new Radio.com app is available now. It's an all-new experience that puts listening at your fingertips. We've made it easier than ever to access the radio stations you love. Now, we'll save all your favorite stations and recommend others to you based on your listening. Get the news and information you rely on even when you aren't near a radio. Take this station with you on the go. Download the all-new Radio.com app for your smartphone today and listen anytime, anywhere. 
stick something in that electrical outlet? I wouldn't. This is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Hey, welcome back to Texas Home Improvement. I'm going to finish out a, a little bit here on, on that conversation I was just talking about. Because if you're hiring a contractor, I want you to understand you're not hiring them for the materials that they're buying. You're hiring them for the services that they can perform. You know, it's not like going and buying a car where it's rolling off an assembly line and whether no matter what dealer you go to, you're getting the same car. You go to different dealers because you're shopping price on a commodity type item. When you're hiring a contractor, you are hiring a service to build something. Granted, if you give them the specs for what refrigerator and what grill you want and all that, you're going to get the same, hopefully the same, uh, that way. But what you're not getting the same is how it's put together. How are the corners jointed? How are the the stains applied? How are the uh, mortar lines done? Things like that. And when you're uh, shopping around on contractors, watch out for the guys who try to do what's called a one-call close. When they come in, they shoot you a high price, and then they start in on, well, what do you think about that? And you, you think, well, I'm going to think about it a little bit. Well, how about if I give you a 15% discount, but I can only do that today? If they start in on that, throw them out. Oh, yeah, I'm making a lot of contractors upset right now. Get rid of them. They are gouging you typically on those first prices. What you're looking for is a contractor who comes in and shoots you a fair price. And granted, sometimes contractors will say, hey, if you'll do this by, let's use today. Today's the 24th. If you'll do this, give me a go on this by the 30th, I'll give you a 5% discount. That's a legitimate offer. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next weekend. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 